It's the rendezvous with Simon Marcel. Bonjour et bonsoir, c'est Simon. It's Simon, welcome to the rendezvous. I'm going to start the show with a little story, which is a, a friend of mine question actually, who said to me, he wants to know, <laughs> listen to this, he wants to know when he goes home to his girlfriend, how much time can he request without talking from work? Because she says she doesn't appreciate the fact that he goes home to play those games on television. So he understands that, you know, an hour and a half is a bit long, but he says he needs to decompress. And he asks Simon, what do you think is a fair amount of time? You come home, you say hi, but you go on the couch and you play video games. And I said, 30 minutes. He said, that's it? That's it. And then talk to your girlfriend. I said, that's the compromise. Because remember, that's important. That's a sign of love. I'm not kidding. Anyway, he got it. Let's see if that's going to help him. You call the next. You have a question for me about you love life? 855-905-8255. Bonjour, Tiana. Bonjour, Simon. What's going on tonight? How can I help you? Well, I just wanted to know, um, how do you recommend that you make good boundaries at the beginning of a relationship? So what do you mean by that? Explain. Yeah, the person that I'm dating uh, kind of keeps doing things that I don't necessarily like, and I don't know how to tell them to stop. Tell me the little things he does that gets on your nerves. Like little things, like talking over me or um, tickling me, which I really hate being tickled, just little things. Um, I don't know how to tell him that stop. When you say stop, what does he do? He just tells me to stop being so sensitive. And how does that make you feel? angry it makes me feel more sensitive <laughs> i feel like i'm not being heard exactly so the question is now why would you want to stay with a guy who makes you feel like that yeah that's it it's the key in relationship that i've learned over the years at my own expenses and try to make it work listen especially at the beginning somebody makes you like feel like not heard, not seen, or not cared for at the beginning. Now think what it will be a year or two from now, right? So mm -hmm. my advice, Tiana, is not to stay in that relationship. This guy, the fact that he does that at the beginning, for me, it's a deal breaker. I would, I would not go on. It's up to you, but I would say, ask yourself, why would I want to stay with a man who treats me like that? Yeah, you're right. Yeah, I'm sorry to be at the Debbie Downer tonight, but it's what it is, and I don't want you to get you know upset more in a year from now. So that's the little red flags that we get at the beginning. If we don't pay attention to it because we have good time, fun times, good udala, whatever, it's going to hunt you back uh, later on. So I say, hasta la vista to this dude. Find somebody <laughs> who treats you right. Yeah, we're right. Okay. Thank you for calling and have a good night. Thank you, Simon. Have you ever ignored those red flags at the beginning of a relationship, not pay attention to it? I have. I'll tell you about that next. Have you, like my last caller, Tiana, kind of met somebody you really liked, they were fun, exciting, mysterious, good ooh-la-la, good chemistry, good kiss, but there was those little red flags, and you, like, in this case, he was talking over her, or she was, you know, tickling her, making her feel uncomfortable, like she felt not heard. Have you ever been in that situation where there's little red flags, you know, showing up everywhere, but they're little? And it's so much fun. So you go, oh, he's a nice guy. I like him. He's hot. He's this and that. But you don't pay attention to all the stop signs. 
I've been in that situation. And let me share with you what happens when you don't pay attention to all those stop signs, those red flags coming up next. So please remember, I do this show for you not to do like me, to do better than me. And how many times, silly me, I forgot to look at the stop signs or red flags at the beginning of a relationship, only to be bitten in my derriere badly later on. Why? My fault. Because I did not pay attention to the red flag. So I remember years ago, that very lovely and charming woman. And she was so charming that I didn't want to see the lifestyle or the, you know, not, she was not reliable, not doing what she said, was late, but so much fun, so charming, such chemistry. And I invested in the relationship and all this. And what happened was meant to happen. One day, she cheated on me. Because when you have at the beginning this instability, it only grows, even if they're charming, fun, friendly, the chemistry is hot, don't do like me. You see red flags, it's like a stop sign on the road. You stop the car and you look for danger. And that's what I've learned. Don't do like me, don't ignore them. Do better than me. You call the next. Bonjour, Piper. Bonjour, Simon. What's going on tonight? Well, um, I wanted to ask you how I might be able to get my husband to express his emotions better. Um, I feel like there are a lot of times that I can tell that there's something going on with him, um, but he just, he says he's fine, and um, I think he doesn't want to bother me with, you know, his feelings or that he's feeling sad or overwhelmed or whatever it is. Um, so instead he just says he's fine and he kind of buries it. So I just wanted to get your advice on that. Um, how long you guys been married? Six years. Do you think he has evolved or is the same when it comes to that matter? I mean, I think he's evolved a little bit as far as he used to not talk about it at all. Um, uh-huh. like now at least he'll either say I'm fine or he'll say, I just don't want to talk about it. And then later on, do you end up having a conversation like you know, a couple of days later? What's the process? Yeah, it blows up into a fight a few days later, um, because mm-hmm. you know, he doesn't manage his emotions. And so then he just gets really overwhelmed with them. And then I feel like it kind of comes out on me. So, you know, we end up getting into a fight and, then we kind of get to the bottom of it. So I'd kind of like to cut out that part. Sadly, it's absolutely impossible. It's just like when I have uh, dated a, a woman who, when she said it's fine, or she's not happy, she goes, Simon, I'm fine. And if I press on it, she gets mad. So I think we have to respect each other's timing about that uh, because there's no technique. There is no, 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 there isn't. If you insist, they close. So next time yeah. he says, it's fine, don't ask any more questions. Just know it's, it's just going to come naturally a couple of days later. Yeah. So, Do you think that I could say, like, when you're ready to talk, I'm here? I don't know if that would make a difference, but, like, does that feel like that's pressing? No, no, you just say, uh, okay, let, why don't we talk about it later? And then you move on. You know he's not going to go anywhere. Okay. It's just not, you know, it's yeah. just, just you, you, you trick him. Oh, it's okay. All yeah. right, well, let's talk about it later. Yeah, that's a good point, because then he won't feel so cornered. Yes. I, I think, yeah. and it's interesting, some men and some women have the same reaction. They don't want to say what's going on right away. I don't think they're ready to say it. So it's always, mm-hmm. I'm fine. <laughs> yeah. Do you do that too, actually? 
Yeah. Oh, you do. A little bit. I mean, I'm I'm more apt to talk about it, but I think you're right. I think initially, if I just am not in the mood to delve into it at that moment, then yeah, I'll say I'm fine. Even though I, listen, maybe not, but you busted. This is funny. Everybody <laughs> has this. Yeah, yeah. Everybody kind of does it. Thank you so much for sharing, and I hope that helps you. You have a good night. Absolutely. Thank you, Simon. Coming up, let's go to a Facebook message I got from Kat because she met a guy, something happened, and uh, she's disappointed. She needs my help, so I'm going to help Kat next. So Kat sent me that interesting Facebook message at the Rendezvous show saying, Bonjour, Simon. I had ooh-la-la with a guy for the first time last night, and it was so disappointing. There was no rhythm, no sensuality, no ooh-la-la moment for me. But he seemed to enjoy it, and he wants to keep dating. Should I give him another chance or not? Oh, that's a good question, Kat. When your first ooh-la-la has been very disappointing, should you give the person another chance or not? I'll answer that next. So, Kat sent me a Facebook message going, I had ooh-la-la for the first time with a guy last night. It was very disappointing for me. He enjoyed it. He wants to see me again. But should I give him a second chance after such a poor ooh-la-la performance? Well, that's a delicate question. And I'm going to answer like this without being too graphic. I would say, if he was disappointing because he was selfish, don't give him a second chance. If he was disappointing because he was too shy and too just insecure, you should give him another chance. Uh, because some people at the beginning of the ooh-la-la are too much pressure or just, and you can feel the awkwardness. But that's something that can happen. It doesn't mean it's going to not change and get better with time because you get to know each other, you're more confident in your chemistry. And then there is what I call the selfish lovers to avoid at all costs. And if that's one of them, then don't give him a second chance, okay? So you, now that you know this, you'll see what is the option that represents best what you felt and what you should do. You call the next. Bonjour, Lindsay. Bonjour, Simon. Bonjour, what's going on tonight? How can I help you? Well, my husband and I adore each other, but we're in a time in our lives where our kids are all in high school and they're super busy with activities. And although we miss each other, we're not sure if what's the best choices right now is to take the time away from the kids' activities and being there for them to take time with each other or just give this season a couple years where we'll actually be empty nesters and enjoy each other then. Okay. Now, this is a deep question. <laughs> um, I'm not a parent. I'm just a godparent. So i got to ask you this. A, what do you think? And B, what do your husband think? Um, we are torn because we adore our kids and we want to be there for them. But we also want to make sure that our relationship is strong enough to when the kids leave, we'll have a connection still with each other. Yeah, but you have plenty of viewers before they leave. Yeah, we have about four years and then they'll be out of the house. Okay. Um, do you still ooh-la-la? As much as we can, but even that has time because we're exhausted by the time we've been at three-hour football games and things like that. <laughs> I know, I understand. Listen, I would say this. I would say both are important. If, you, if, you, if your kids are living in four years, that means they're teenagers, right? Yes. Yeah. So then that answered the question. If your kids are like teenagers, they're going to be four years in college, you remember being a teenager when you're 13, 14, you, you, can, you can do that with your parents for a few hours or dinners, 
that's not going to affect them at all. Okay. So take some time away from them to just spend time with each other as much as we can. Well, in reason, obviously. But yes, I mean, if they're 14, I remember in 14, my parents would go out to dinner. I don't think I missed them, actually. I, you know, at 14, you don't really like your parents. They get on your nerves. So, so it's not... <laughs> It's not something that, if they were little, I would say a different answer, but at, at 14, 13, 15, they're kids, you know, they, they, they really don't enjoy the parents' company, the parental. So I say, yes, you, I think for my, my just reasoning, I think you're fine, okay? Thank you so much. You're most welcome. Thank you, and have a good night. You too. Coming up, let's go hear Shan's voicemail and see how I can help her. That's next. So Shan left me a voicemail. And uh, the rule is, once you leave me a voicemail, I'll play it on air and I'll answer on air. So let's take a listen. Bonjour, Simon. This is Shan. I need your love advice. I am in love with my two best friends. <laughs> um, honestly, one of them is really heartfelt. He's a musician, really in touch with his feelings. And the other guy, like, cool with being physically active. He loves hiking. Honestly, together, they're the perfect men. What do you recommend I do? Thank you, Shania. What should you do if you're kind of in love with your two best friends? Good question. I'll answer that next. So what should you do if you like Shania left me that voicemail? You're kind of in love with your two best friends. One is a cool musician. The other one you love is lifestyle, more hiking, outdoorsy, and all that. Two guys. You love both of them. They'll be perfect into one. Should you date one of them, both of them, or not any of them? Don't date any of them. That's my advice. Because with love and ooh-la-la and all of that will come trouble between the, the two friends and you. I said, listen, if you know in advance they're not what you're looking for, protect the friendship. Because friendship is, a, is an expression of love. It's just not romantic, but it's very deep love, a good friend. Friends for life. So my advice, Sean, is clear. No ooh-la-la, no romance, just friends and then... You know, let the universe and connect you with the right person. But it's not one of them. That's my advice. You call the next. If you have a feel-good or romantic story you want to share with me, call the rendezvous. 855-905-8255. Bonjour, Ava. Bonjour, Simon. Bonjour, Ava. So I understand you have a sweet romantic story tonight. I'm all ears. I do. Your show is always so inspiring, and I figured I'd call in and share our little romantic thing that my boyfriend and I have started over this last year. It's actually Good. been a lot of fun uh, and a kind of a creative way to date each other inside the house. Um, mm -hmm. So his birthday was towards the beginning of the pandemic last year, and I baked him his cake and decorated it. It got a little creative with it. He thought it was absolutely adorable and so he surprised me and baked me my cake for my birthday and he decorated it and I absolutely love that um, he had his second birthday in the pandemic so I baked his cake again and then we thought like this is really fun baking for each mm -hmm. other so for Valentine's Day we divided a cake box and he <laughs> surprised me with a cake for me and I surprised him with the decoration of his cake and now we're like looking forward our anniversaries in two weeks and it's kind of like this little exciting way to bake each other dessert. <laughs> Ava, what cake did you cook for him for Valentine's Day? What flavor? I made him a strawberries and cream. So it was like a, a white cake. And uh -huh. I blended strawberries with milk and put that into the cake. 
so that it would have a strawberry flavor. And then I diced up actual strawberries and let them sit with some sugar. So it would kind of uh, create that syrupy strawberry filling. And and I made a cream cheese frosting. And so it was the strawberries and cream. I, I made it like in cute. Ooh. I got the heart-shaped cookie cutters. And the, with the biggest heart-shaped cookie cutter, I made it into like a little three-tier heart cake. And in between, it had that strawberry jam syrup thing that I made. And it had cream cheese frosting all around. Ooh. Listen, I'm hungry, so you just, you just, <laughs> you, you made me very hungry. I just, I, oh my, I wish, I wish, I wish, only wish that I could have that tonight. Edison, great tradition, great romantic story, and, and I love the cooking. Thank you so much, Ava, and you have a good night. Thanks, you too. If you think the person you're dating is on the rebound, but you really like them, would you continue dating them, or would you stop? We'll talk about that next. If you think the person you're dating is on the rebound, but you really like them, would you continue dating them or would you cut it off and it? Now, anybody who's been with somebody on the rebound knows this is a serious issue. So I posted on my social media, at Rendezvous Radio, 76% of you said, I'll cut it off. 24% of you said, no, I keep dating them. I'll give them a fair chance. And I would too. I would too. Not get my expectation too high, but... I live in the present. We've got to enjoy what we have. It's not a bad thing. Things are said and direct and transparent. Why not? We can still have a good time. Uh, thank you so much for voting, and thank you for spending your late evening with me. Bonsoir. The Rendezvous with Simon Marcel.